All right, what do you want to watch? Easy A? I already saw it. Uh, Spotlight. I already watched that too. Powder. I already saw that. You've watched everything. Nobody watches everything. Okay, your son gets fucking mugged at knife point in the fucking, in the apartment. And you're going to wait till you finish your fucking shift <laughs> to fucking go home to him, send him back home alone? <laughs> like, I don't usually wait till we get into shit on this one, but I fucking, this has been sitting on the tip of my tongue since I finished watching the movie last night. I'm like, I got to talk shit about this mom immediately. She's a terrible mom. Terrible and- mom. Fucking go ahead and hang out with the old man at the fucking skin. There's all porno theaters in that guy's theater. And just fucking go ahead and hang out with him by yourself. Yeah. You just give school to hang out with an old man who's clearly fingered you. Like, <laughs> he's like, I did. She's like, oh, you two little rascals. God damn it, Danny. Well, at least you didn't get me in trouble at my like, job. Like, that. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nobody Watches Everything. I'm Rick Matthews. That's Clayton Williams over y'all. Here he is. And uh, today our movie is uh, Last Action Hero, Um, which uh, Clayton, this is this was your pick. This is your movie. Yeah. Talk to me about it. Tell me. Tell me how you feel. What? Tell me why and how. So Last Action Hero, when I was a kid growing up, this was so cool. Like, so. I was of the age and you were like similar age too, where like Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the coolest shit. Coolest. The like coolest, it was the coolest. So you watched like every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Like it was so rad. And like, this is one of the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that I remember knowing behind a scenes stuff about because it was like right at that time period when they started doing like behind the scenes stuff on HBO and I remember like looking at all the like these videos about it, and I was like, "Whoa, that looks so fucking cool!" And like they were, this was like one of the first movies that had. I remember this clear as day. This was the one of the first movies where they digitally erased the wires from the movie because for years they always used like those really thin lines that you could still kind of yeah. see at some angles, and this was the first one where like. We just did Terminator 2, so we have the technology. Now we're erasing wires so you can do crazier stunts. And they were showing it because of, like, when he falls from, like, uh, the elevator type. And it was, like, a big deal. And they were like, we're doing something new. And I was like, this is so fucking rad. And, like, as a kid, I didn't fully understand how funny and meta this movie was because... I was just seeing it. And I was like, holy shit, this kid goes into the movies. I want to go into the movies. And I was really into like magic portals and shit like that. And for the most part, the movie is like a solid action movie on its own without even just dealing with the meta stuff. So like as a kid, I'm just like, no way. This is like sick. And there's a kid going into the movies and you're like, it, it's it's it spoke to me as like a child of being like i want to be in a movie and then you can get like a magic ticket and they had the toys for it and all that kind of shit and it was just it hit me hard and i was like this movie is rad and it was a big flop 
It was a <laughs> yeah. It was a huge flop. <laughs> I think because this was like the movie that backed up um Terminator 2 for Schwarzenegger. Like it was Terminator 2, and then it was this movie, I think. I think that was like a back-to-back thing. Yeah. So this movie, dude, like like you were saying, man, when this movie came out, when this movie came out, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the shit. Yeah. Like he was. There was nothing like it. There was nothing. He was there. They don't have action stars like this anymore. Like that doesn't exist. Yeah. Action stars of this, of this magnitude. Yeah. These muscle dudes, this like a whole, like just, a, it's a different vibe. It was, it's a like larger than life heroes. Like he is, uh, he was something different. Yeah. He was so big. And like, this is right after Terminator 2. And I think this was a good choice for after Terminator 2 because that movie was so big that, you know, this is like more light, but still like, this is still like a cool action movie. And you can totally tell it's written by Shane Black. Mm -hmm. Like it's got a very, like, because Shane Black's the guy. Like Shane Black fucking, Shane Black wrote all the best movies out of the late 80s and 90s. Like this movie's got a total Last Boy Scout vibe to it. Like the stuff, like the stuff that's going on like in the movie world, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, it, it gets it. It gets it so well. And I think Shane, it's got Shane blacks all over it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's one of those things where like, it's, that's the cool thing about this movie. And we'll get more into detail about it. In, like in a minute, but the idea that this is on its own, like a fun action movie, but then all of the meta humor, all the like, like subversions and talking about and like really playing up on Arnold's personality and shit is so cool. And like, as an adult watching it, I'm like, fuck, that's clever as shit. That's there's so much like, and that's such, it's such a great premise for a movie. And I can totally understand why people seeing this movie, because this, this predates like, I don't know. Like it predates Scream and when meta stuff started popping yeah. up as like a real viable thing where like people were this was in the height of those tropes because like right after this movie he then makes uh True Lies which is the classic like fucking action movie again. Yeah. And so oh, True Lies is so fucking good. True Lies we might have to do True Lies. Like, yeah, I would do True Lies at any yeah. point. Like that movie's fucking great. Yeah, seriously. No matter what the season is, we'll do True Lies at some point. Yeah, no, I could squeeze that into anything. Yeah. I would have cheated and randomly made that shit come up. I don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh yeah, I love this movie then. I I watched it, it flopped, but I liked it. Like, I liked yeah. it a lot. It was cool. I was what, 15 when this came out. Again, like a lot of movies we watched from this area from this era the soundtrack fucking the soundtrack was oh, fucking soundtrack great. is sick like, so good like, like mega death and shit mm-hmm. and like a good acdc song yeah this is that kind of like perfect like where there's like guns and roses and all this other type of shit where it's like that 90s hard rock type of music but it was like yeah. they're all like they're selling out arenas like this is that kind of music sure, and it's, it's all so big. perfect it's, all big. It, it's, yeah, it's super big and it's fucking amazing um but yeah, it. Right, I want to get into just. I really want to just start talking about it, like yeah, so for let's, real. Let's do. Let's have Michael do his thing, and then, uh, and then we'll fucking take our shirts off and fucking do this. <laughs> Following the 
death of his father, young Danny Madigan takes comfort in watching action movies featuring the indestructible Los Angeles cop Jack Slater. After being given a magic movie ticket, Danny is sucked into the screen and bonds with Slater. When evil fictional villain Benedict gets his hands on the ticket and enters the real world, Danny and Jack must follow and stop him in The Last Action Hero. All right. All right, all right. Man, dude, this movie's fucking cool as shit. Right? I was a hundred percent. I'm not even gonna like like dick around with it. Like I was a hundred percent into this movie. This like watching it the other night. Like I well, last night I watched it. I loved yeah. it. Dude, fucking I loved it. I had so much fun. Like Jen, who had never seen this movie before, she was like, That was pretty cool. That was and it's like Fuck yeah, right? It is such a fun, wild premise. They don't make movies like this anymore. They don't no. make like action movies like this anymore. No, they like action it, comedy, kids movie, like mm-hmm. it it's such a silly like so the idea of the movie is that there is a movie franchise called Jack Slater, and this kid is like he goes to this um movie theater and he lives in new york and it's gonna be shut down and turned into like a megaplex or whatever which it's funny that back-to-back movies that we do someone's gonna shut down one theater and turn it into another thing because it's gonna lose all its character and they gotta save the day and it's the 90s um but so he's going to this movie and the new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is coming out and he gets to see it before anyone else and he's like a latchkey kid his mom is out. And like Britt said in the beginning, this movie pretty much begins with this kid getting mugged in like early 90s, pre Giuliani cleaning up the streets, in New York. Um, that kind of where it was still sketchy and scummy. Like the oh, fact so that bad. the fact that New York still like as recently as 1993 had porno theaters and stuff in the middle like in Times square type of shit like it was i wish i could have seen that shit though like right like like because i never got to new york city until i was a little bit older so it's like it was like just fucking bubblegum shrimp company and people in like elmo costumes and shit like that like i I wish i could have seen like three fingers in michelle you know like, (laughs) like peep shows and shit like that like $25 $25 or 25 cents live nude peep shows. Like, yeah, just crackheads and heroin uh, addicts and and prostitutes, just, yeah. like, like neon prostitutes, neon like wearing prostitute. like fucking wearing like highlighter yellow fucking <laughs> net shirts and shit like with huge fucking hair. Like, oh my god. I would have paid if I had a time machine. If I ever get a time machine, like 1986 Times Square is going to be fucking I'm going there and I'm just going to end up fucking who turns out to be like my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be like fucking yeah, that kind of Times Square is so fucking I don't even think I would go there even even as like a 43-year-old. I'd be like I'm not going there. Are you kidding me? You're fucking and you see crazy. kids there and shit. Yeah, just regular and he's walking down a street like Kevin and went there. Yeah, 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 exactly. He was home Alone too. He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, people are, there's a lot of freaks out there. It ain't much better here, like, like, Just dead. Like, literal, like, yeah. people were just Tom zombies. Big. Yeah, people right. getting shot like that in New York City. Like, that, fuck that. And so this kid who literally was just about to get stabbed 
and mugged and a person was like pissed off he was like you got all you got is a fucking lame v- you don't even have a vcr all you got is this shitty tv and he still has to steal it and then he just leaves the kid handcuffed in his bathroom and like you said his mom won't even leave her shift because that's how like poor- your mom's yeah the cop's like your mom says go straight home she'll be home as soon as her shift is over it's like what it speaks volumes to how tough these people are but also fun fact uh the mom was the cop in the warriors that arrests ajax come on yes <laughs> that's a true story that's a true yes. story so i almost feel like she's so jaded from her years Man, it's busting. probably her yeah <laughs> <laughs> that she just like she's like i'm i left the I once arrested a man for kissing too hard <laughs> all right so now i'm done i'm gonna be a waitress at some place and just live life i don't have to be on the streets anymore working with these fucking creeps and Holy so shit, wait a second wait a second wait a second she's also the mom and big oh shit she is mercedes rule what the fuck it's the mom and big. We're just talking about New York City, New York City. scary and big. <laughs> like this. Hey, we need someone who's going to be dealing with them sketchy New York shit. Get Mercedes on <laughs> oh, the fucking Mercedes is the only one. Mercedes is the only one. She's a real one. She's been there since the beginning. Also, looks great for a, like for someone who is like very much an adult in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Like she doesn't yeah. look old. No, the scene where she's like got chemistry with fucking with Jack. Like yeah. When she's like flirting with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was like, oh, this is nice. I'm like, yeah, kind this of feeling this here. I don't feel yeah, it was like, oh shit. Like that, yeah, they definitely fucked. Like they yeah. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. like real quick in the morning. Like she was mm-hmm. like, he's sleeping, eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you breakfast after. He's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> he throws in some kind of a crazy fucking one-liner <laughs> like mm, i'm about to have to go undercover <laughs> <laughs> or he's like nice bread He'd like you finish up and come up from under the covers and be like, be like, good thing I'm a cop because I look like a glazed donut. <laughs> I would like also think he would say, uh, even though we stayed in, I ate out. <laughs> <laughs> Just Arnold Schwarzenegger cuddlingus lies. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Danny wakes up. He's like, "Your mother showed me where you used to live." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do a bad Arnold. So it just sounds like a New Jersey guy. <laughs> I love it. I fucking, I love that. It's just, we could do just Arnold Schwarzenegger proceeding one-liners. <laughs> For the rest of my life. I think I can make a career out of that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like, again, get the time machine, like go back to 1990 where you could be that kind of comic and be like the biggest star in the world. I'll be huge. I'll be huge. <laughs> like, 
yeah, yeah, you guys, you ever seen Arnold Schwarzenegger eat pussy? And they're like, yeah! Oh, yeah. Like, you and Dice Clay. <laughs> like, touring. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so, this kid, because he's best friends with this old man who runs a theater in New York. Totally he, healthy. Totally healthy. And at midnight, just at midnight, he decides, I'm going to go see a two-hour movie and like like after midnight, getting mugged after getting mugged and so the guy tells him about a ticket uh like a magic ticket that he said he got from houdini and houdini and, got it from like an egyptian i don't know what right you know. it's a crazy story but it turns out the ticket is magic and all of a sudden while watching the movie there's a part where someone throws dynamite and it goes through the screen and then which the is t- the craziest thing to use in a police chase Oh. Imagine you're in a police station. You said it's a good idea to light dynamite. <laughs> yeah, with a cigar. Just like, <laughs> I love so this movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so good because it is. It plays up all these hilarious tropes, and one, it has the best cameos that they don't call attention to themselves. They're like every person who has ever worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger pretty much is in this movie. Yeah. Like Sharon Stone and the T uh the T one thousand is at the police station. Yeah. And I love the cartoon that. cat. Yeah, cartoon but cat. It's Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito. Which yeah. from twins. So like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. And I love like when they're giving everyone partners and <laughs> They're just like this. All right, Davison, you got uh, the rabbi. <laughs> like all these buddy cop movies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what in the hell? But that yeah, makes sense. And it's got all these like hilarious, wacky tropes. Like the the police chief who's just like a loud black dude who's bad and he's yeah. not making any sense. And he's just oh, like. when they have him go on that run, like he's just. <laughs> Because I have, I watch movies with like with the subtitles on. And mm-hmm. I was just like, "What the fuck?" He's talking about all the different euphemisms yeah. for them going up his ass. <laughs> He's like, this, "They got some going through my Lincoln Tunnel because of what you did over the back of them." I was like, "He's like, I don't want to backed up because of the present pressure. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your Hershey Highway." <laughs> like, and it's and it's so like. This movie is like 10 times more enjoyable because as an adult and as like like understanding movies and really getting into it, it just has all these like amazing moments of like, this is how these corny movies work. This is how these action movies, this is how Schwarzenegger movies work, where it doesn't really make any goddamn sense. There's always an ex-wife, this buddy cop thing, like the fact that now the kid is his partner and it like yeah and it's fine and the kid even makes a he's like what sense does it make to have me as your partner all the stuff he points out is incredible (laughs) like it's so good and like how the villain he's like who's a, a Tyrion or tywin lannister yeah it's tywin lannister he was the bad guy in uh in the golden child yeah, yeah. He was like the main bad guy in the Golden Child. Yeah, he's fucking. He's great. He's out. He's outstanding. And I remembered like one of the things that is burned into my head from this movie, and it's because of just the coolest look of a character is that he's a villain with a glass eye, 
that he changes out for different occasions or whatever. Dude, if I had to have a glass eye, I would fucking have so many different cool glass eyes. And he has all these, like, and one of them is a bomb. Like, that's... Fuck, yeah, there there are so many hilarious explosions in this movie oh that God, are dude. also le- kind of legit cool moments in the movie. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole, like, premise of Jack Slater 4 is that the bad guys kidnapped... Arnold Schwarzenegger's favorite second cousin, <laughs> <laughs> who's played by who's played by Norton from uh, the Honeymooners. Oh shit! It that's, is him. That's like Ralph Cram or not? That's uh, that that's Ed Norton or not? Yeah, yeah, is it yeah, Ed Norton. I think something like I think that might actually just be how yeah the Norton's name, not yeah. Edward Norton, but yeah, it had, that that was him. I was like, wait, who is this fucking dude? So I looked him up. I was like, oh shit, that's Art Carney. Yeah, and they and it's so funny to have like again, it's it's the kind of thing that they would have done where like we're casting old Hollywood, we're bringing him back in so that we all know that everyone is kind of in. Yep, his character's Ed Norton. Well, hilarious. Um it's fun. And like the scene where he dies cuz like they literally have this he's like bring <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's like bringing groceries over. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was like a bomb threat called on the house. And he's like, no, this is just my favorite second cousin. And then like he tells him all the details that like the bad guys wanted him to tell him. Yeah. And then he pulls up this card and he opens it up and it's just numbers counting down to when the bomb explodes. Yeah. And it's so stupid, but it's also like that's pretty funny. And then like he flies out. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and the like, kids just like, or he's just like, Oh yeah. I bet the, you know, every, the two cops are dead and he's fits in a tree. And he's like yeah. two days before retirement. <laughs> like, and like, I think this movie is so fucking silly. And yeah, it's, it's super silly and it's great. Like, that's why it's so good is because of how not, it's so like, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. And that's what makes it awesome. And like, there's like the car chases and like, there's that crazy ass car chase where they're like flying cars everywhere for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, They're just all over the place and like flying, driving on their sides and shit. And like, they're shooting all the, the, uh, the dynamite in the air yeah. and stuff and like the the one guy like gets blown up and thrown into a uh an ice cream truck that explodes and shoots an ice cream cone into oh, the that. back of the other guy's head <laughs> and so the asian uh, henchman guy who was in every fucking yeah that guy thing. tony uh tony young is that his name i think that it like and it's like Every little thing is accounted for because it's also directed by John McTiernan who did Die Hard. Yeah. So he knows and and Predator. And so he's he's oh, right, like yeah. so he knows these action tropes and he and he knows how to play them so well and like cuz he's he, done them for real. So if you do it for real, it's got to make it easier to do it. Like you know what I mean? Like you know what we need here an explosion where it get, you if it's a serious movie they're gonna be like, you can't put an explosion there. But now that he knows he can put an explosion anywhere he wants, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. There's got to be so. And the budget, they got like T two budget for this because they were expecting a Schwarzenegger movie, right? So the budget was fucking outlandish. So they really got to do it up. And that's this is the kind of movie that if they were making it now, because this is the kind of like idea that would be popular now. 
where they would cut the budget so hard. Like this yeah. would be a Netflix movie. Like this would totally end up being like, even though Netflix is making big budget movies. This movie had an eighty-five million dollar budget. Yeah, and that's a lot for back then. For like back that, then, that's a lot. Now that's like, yeah, Marvel movies are like five hundred million dollars and shit like that. But yeah, but it only grossed in U.S. fifty. It ended up getting one hundred and thirty-seven worldwide. But yeah, that's saved a, it. Yeah, but that yeah that that fifty it's just in America on a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. That's that's a that's a rough one. And this movie, because one of the things that I think is cool about it is that it takes it plays up just the whole being in the movie part way more than another part of the movie that I think is also a great idea because the the latter half of the movie is when the villain gets into the real world. Yeah. And he realizes that the rules are different because like I don't the have to win. Yeah, bad guy. And that's such a great it's idea. So cool. Like cuz he's like then he like he hires and one of the things that I think is super cool about this because it's an idea that is touched on a little bit in like Demolition Man, which there are so many like Sylvester Stallone references in this movie. Oh, it's so cool! But it was like this, is like the heat at the heart of the when like Planet Hollywood. Hollywood, was yeah, yeah, like because so they're like. And if you guys don't know, like Planet Hollywood was Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Sylvester Stallone went into a business together where they opened up like Hard Rock Cafe type places called Planet Hollywood, which mm-hmm. is movie memorabilia and shit inside of it, and. Like it was huge for like a year, and then it immediately peaked. People were like, "Yeah, I don't care." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't it like it's crazy to think they that... were cool? That's like, did you ever go to a Planet Hollywood? No, I never got oh, to. I got to go to the one in Niagara Falls a couple times, and like as like a movie fan, I was like, "This is so fucking rad!" Like this is like there's like the hand from Terminator Two in there mm-hmm. and shit. Like you're just like, "This is awesome." Because I would hear about all that kind of stuff, and like I I find like people have memorabilia from it like because when they were closing down a lot of times they had to sell off those things so people like, were able to like get... relatively cheap like look yeah. i got rocky's glove for fucking like like ten thousand not something i would buy but something that somebody that could because sometimes one. they were even like cheap where you're like so shocked that like you're like i only spent like 300 bucks for like this jacket from greece or yeah. type of shit like that and you're like holy shit only 300 bucks it was like yeah because they had it they like they were like what are we gonna do like, with this i like, wish i had the money for that guy shit you best believe if fucking nobody watches everything turns me until into a fucking like millionaire the movie memorabilia that i buy is gonna be fucking cool oh i think I'm about that shit all i want a proton pack so bad mm. like i i have no need for it it's not gonna do any but like you better believe if I have any extra money that I can do that. Like I remember, like I want what, a warrior's jacket, like shit, like that. Yeah, I want fucking yes. like yeah. all the yeah. Fuck, uh, please make our dreams a reality <laughs> so we can buy as much dumb yeah, fucking, fucking movie. selfish assholes. <laughs> like that's why this is gonna be the ad. Please listen to us, like share us, get our fucking numbers up so we can we have buy like fifty some <laughs> episodes and. You fucking, that's like an hour a piece. That's 55 hours. Would you guys work 55 hours for nothing? No, but we do lovingly. And what, what do you guys do about it? Nothing. Have we given you an opportunity to do anything about it? No, but that's not the point. <laughs> just know that you're just as much at fault as we are. Right? It's more you, probably, I'd yeah. say. You should share us more if you love us. No, but man, fucking, okay. So, yeah, the, the whole part when they're in... Like when they're in our world, mm-hmm. like walking, like he, when he's like thinking about, it, he's like, "I'm gonna get Dracula. Fuck it, I'm gonna get Dracula." 
Yeah, that's so fucking cool. And and so I was saying with uh, Demolition Man, they, um, uh, Wesley Snipes' character finds all the like frozen killers to be his thugs, and so that's how it felt. Where it was like this bad guy recruiting movie bad guys, and like although I liked what he did because rather than it being like something where you're kind of spending a lot of money or using up uh, like universal monsters or some shit like that, he gets the one killer that actually affected that character to come back into the movie. And it's like, that's like a, a thing that is so much more smarter than what I feel like if they made this movie now would do where yeah. this would be like, if they made it now, it would be like how Space Jam 2 just was just an ad for Warner Brothers IP and everything. And they would just be like, he's going to get Pennywise and he's going to get uh, the Iron Giant and all these other people. And it's just like, why the fuck would he do that? As opposed to like, he wants to kill this guy and he's doing it psychologically. Get a person that he fucking has history with. And so... I I love that. And and I love that because he's also still like this wonderful movie villain in itself. Like I would watch the Jack Slater movies. No, I would 100% watch that. I was thinking about that while I was watching. I was like, yo, I kind of want to see this movie. Like this movie would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. They're so like absurd, but, co- but they're cool because it reminds me of like lethal weapon. 100% like, lethal weapon, which Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon. Yeah. So it's like, it's like he's, he writes the movies we want to see. Like, that's the kind of shit. Cause yeah, he's, he's like a master of these like pseudo surreal, buddy absurd cop. buddy like cop movies. There's always a tight like friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, he wrote like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. He wrote Lethal Weapon. He wrote, you know, Long like, Kiss Goodnight. Lost, like, dude, fucking love Long Kiss Goodnight. Put it on the list. Yeah, that it'll, movie it'll be watched at fucking, some point. Yeah, that movie's yeah. fucking awesome. And he and he knows how to have the where it's like it's heightened and it's like stylish and wild, but it's funny and like everyone's super clever. And I'm like, yo, this is because how he handled like the when because a good portion of the movie eventually just becomes the standard movie. Like you're watching jack slater but with this kid kind of involving himself the whole movie the whole movie plays up to a big fart joke yeah right (laughs) like almost the entire movie is building up to a fart punchline just as silent but deadly yeah and i think that is so fun because it's like so So the plot of of jack slater four is that this mobster is secretly going to kill his rival gang but he wants everyone to think that they're joining together so no one will pay attention and so he decides instead of blowing up everybody he decides to put nerve gas in like the body of a person a mobster who died who was called like jimmy the fart or something yeah yeah and so that's how he was gonna kill everybody and how they handle that because it's it's wonderfully clever because one you have Arnold Schwarzenegger whose character is a detective and he's like with the kids help but he also is like knowledgeable that's yeah. like the cool thing about he's like his character because he's like oh shit that's something that's happening and that like so that's why they would do that instead of this and it's like 
oh, that's cool because then you have this kid who is so into tropes and how he approaches the tropes, he helps him because like knowing that the FBI agent was going to be bad because he played a bad guy in another yeah, because, movie. Yeah, F. Murray Abraham's character. Yeah. He's like, he's from Amadeus. Yeah, he's like, he killed Mozart. <laughs> like, 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 Mozart? I've yeah. killed a lot of people. <laughs> like, like, that's such a funny line. Dude, can we pause for one second? Not pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Us pause, but pause to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in this movie, the lovely, the lovely... Bridget. Bridget uh, Wilson, Bridget Sampras, whatever her name is. Yeah, I think it's Bridget Wilson. Is it Bridget Wilson? Yeah, but she uh, no, she was like she was married to Andre Agassi, I think, wasn't she? No, she's married to Pete Sampras. Okay, one of the, yeah, tennis people. But yeah, her Bridget Wilson from oh. um, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. My oh. God, is she beautiful? Yeah, she was. I just in- had to talk about. It. I just wanted to talk to address her. <laughs> she plays like his kick-ass daughter. Yeah, it's it's this is supposed to be her first movie, and so it's yeah, Bridget Wilson Sampras. Yeah, um, it, like this is like before or around the same time as um, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, this was her first movie. Okay, yeah, which this was actually her first movie, which and is they, which is so clever, cool. Yeah, it's such a clever I mean, thing. She was Sonya Blade in the Mortal Kombat movies. Yeah, yeah, like that's. A, another clever cool fucking that? joke that is her first movie and then they're playing it as her first and like god damn, that's how this movie is so clever and like i i don't know if it's getting this like the respect that i think it deserves right now because it's getting I it think, from us god damn it yeah but yeah, we're gonna start the ball rolling to make this movie a comeback no but, how fucking cool is that that they make it be her first movie and they talk about how it's her first movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's not like, that's why no one knows about her or this kind of stuff. And it, yeah. it's super clever. Also, I had a big crush on her at this time. Like it was just, Oh, she was like, like a, fucking dude. In Billy Madison, she was so like, yeah. Vaughn. Like, yes. My mm-hmm. God. Like, you know, so, yeah, I had a friend who, uh, hooked no, up no, with her, and th- but you could uh, you could imagine how it would be. <laughs> she's so she's so hot. I in this movie, it's it's like that shit. Like I'm not even. There are so many little things that you don't notice. You're not really paying attention to, and that again, I will say this because nostalgia is really popular right now. It's been popular for the last twenty years. It's also rampant in these movies that are trying to make universes and they're so desperate but they don't have a uh a gentle touch on this idea they don't have a like a where this movie is obviously hating you with like jokes and and like references and all this kind of stuff but it makes sense in the narrative that it's happening like nothing is standing out awkwardly everything about the movie like hitting on these little things is like if this movie didn't have the um the subplot of like the kid getting sucked into the movie if you saw jack slater 4 you would think this movie was great because it was it you would know that it is a joke and it is a like it's a a send-up of all these tropes and almost like like loaded weapon kind of 
right. But it's like it's handled more serious. It's it's one of those things where you're like, like Scream, where it's like it's very much a send up of would, all those Jack, things. Jack Slater would be a scream of action movies. Yeah, 100%, exactly. Hundred percent. So you'd be like, oh fuck, that's so clever. Like, but it's still like a good you action movie. Lines. Like I knew he was gonna say silent, but that but deadly. deadly yeah. When the Jimmy the Fart falls into the tar, mm-hmm. tar pit, they're just like bro. Like I knew he was gonna say it. I knew it. Yeah, and you know, and it's like, okay, this is cool. And also it would be amazing to see a movie like the, where it's like we said last week, uh, the idea of them putting out the fourth movie before we've ever seen the first yeah. three and it's like that kind of stuff where it would be so fun and it has that like energy that is missing in so much of this stuff it's hold on but yeah uh, it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> i i <laughs> I think this is just it's so interesting of a, a thing that I I wish that it was more successful because I almost this feel gotten a sequel, man. This definitely could have gotten for sequels. A meta sequel about a sequel and it would right. have all the sequel tropes in it and mm-hmm. like all that just so fucking and- so open for it. Especially because it, it would be like, how the fuck did this happen again? Like, I got another ticket. Like, it's the like one one franchise that I thought was really good, and they did this kind of idea perfectly was the Twenty One Jump Street franchise. Yeah, those movies because they hit on like the how absurd it is that these people would be like high schoolers and all the 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 dumb things about it. And then when the sequel came out. And it really hits on like, it's just the same idea. Just keep doing what you did the last time. Just do it. Just do the fucking same thing over and over. And then the ending of it was. And one of the things that I thought was funny is that like Sony was so desperate for some kind of universe world bullshit that they really wanted to blend men in black with the 21 Jump street movies. Like that was, that got close to happening. Yeah. But then it was like that. Men in Black International fucking bombed hard. Garbage festival, yeah. And and it's like this is the kind of stuff that these these fucking movie uh studios need to understand. People don't want stuff just for stuff's sake. Like you have it has to make sense. Like even though this movie didn't do well, it's a it was a it's a good movie on its own. Like yeah. And then it hits on, and then being able to, like, you have to have a good script and, like, solid no, people knowing what was happening, and then you get to, like, add stuff to it. Like, that's the whole thing that I feel like, and that's why this is, like, one of these movies that should have had a bigger success and could have made a I think a it should have had a better kid. I okay. don't think Danny was that great. He's an interesting um, kid. I think if they would have found a different, like a child actor with maybe more charisma, mm. like he was kind of like a goof, like he was kind of like a goof kid. I think that make th- this is weird because this was like his run. Like the nineties was just trying to build its factory of kids at some point. And like, cause he, he had like his small run of like, he was in the movie pre hysteria 
then this and then he was in my girl too and they were like all right you had your chance kid you aren't you aren't the the, yeah. the next macaulay culkin we still got macaulay on the phone and like there was like that the they're just like who is you know gonna how be the biggest would have been if it was macaulay culkin i think it would have this would have been it would have been huge it would have been if they had at the time they could have built macaulay culkin arnold schwarzenegger like it would have been fucking they fucked up big time. Well, probably contractually, I don't think uh, I don't think Sony could get their hands on them. You know what I think? What was in this, this movie, Universal? No, this was Sony. Yeah, this was a Columbia Picture Sony, so it was Sony. Okay. Do one of the things I think is that I like that it's um, a not famous kid, even though he is an actor, but like and he's been in stuff. But I knew him only from this movie before he was in like when he like they did my girl too and i was like oh it's a kid from (laughs) fuck my girl too yeah for sure like it's a i was like oh yeah it's a kid from last action hero and stuff anytime i saw him in something else that he had already made or made after i was like it was the kid from last action hero so like because macaulay culkin being in it i don't even think it would have been like the wrong meta it would have been huge, but it wouldn't have been this clever, I don't think. Because if he played it, Macaulay Culkin played it like Wishmaster. Was that the one he was in? Oh, Page he's in Master. Pagemaster. Pagemaster. Like, you know, I don't know. I think I think he could have pulled it off. Because like he he's uh, maybe he's, not. Maybe he, not though. Because it that's the kind of reason why like the expendables don't work or that kind of where it's like these are two big stars and like Arnold needed to be the star because he is the he's the oddity and the whole circle around because then you would have I to get mean because of the screen time Danny has mm-hmm. you know just a better teen just a better child actor would have been would have made it better I totally get that like someone who is a little bit more charisma yeah. I like but like I think kid from King Arthur's Court or something you know what i like that because that was like he wasn't famous because he he's like because that was he was also in rookie of the year so yeah that he, the kid the name american pie and everything but. yeah 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 so yeah i totally would see him doing well in this kind of movie where he's known for kids movies but he's not famous yeah but it's like oh it's that kid mm-hmm. and kids would know him yeah and got arnold i think yeah just a kid that maybe just knew his way around a set a little bit better mm-hmm but I, I do like, again, I think that might even be part of the. I'm being kind of harsh. It wasn't even that bad. But, no, but I understand. I think part of it is like, I think the meta charm of the movie is that he isn't important. Like he's important to the movie because he's the kid, but he doesn't, he's not the showy part because I know that if there was a kid who is a little bit more charismatic, you would think about the kid too much. And then they would like focus hmm. on the kid more because then they were like, like, let's say they did cast like a more well-known actor kid. Then they would start making meta jokes about him, even though he's not the meta part of the movie like that. Cause it would be like, like if you saw a Macaulay Culkin in the movie, then he would just like all of a sudden they would have to make him do the, the, uh, like that, uh, like that especially in sh- this movie. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay, so now there is no real world part of it like that's like Ooh, you that's, need you got me on that no for sure I, I like that better yeah because you just need like someone who's not really important to have and then it's the real world because there are like famous people partially in the because especially when they go into 
so when oh the meta in the meta yeah where i love premiere yeah they're going to the premiere and like every you see all these people talking about like like jim belushi or whatever because he was (laughs) in the one he was in uh uh yeah, Arnold, that, um, yeah red that, uh red like heat or something red I think. heat yeah, yeah yeah and like so you have all these like different actors and it's like the big premiere mc hammer mc dude mc hammer popping up he's like this yo the the soundtrack slate uh, jack slate five like we're gonna do the soundtrack <laughs> like that kind of and it was like that was because mc hammer was doing the like the adams family uh yes yeah, soundtrack and like this like weird time capsule of who was famous at that point and it's so funny and like and i love that because of this type of movie like when the premiere was happening and then like it's both characters that everyone's like oh shit this is just part of the show type of thing. Like, yeah, because the Ripper was there and everything. And, mm-hmm. and I also love that his uh, agent, who is the dude from the Burbs. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> he gets killed because, like, I'm like, I love that guy. Oh, I I do too. He's just he's always fun. He's like a a scene stealer if there ever is one like that. He's, yeah, he's so good in the Burbs. Like, I love him so much. And I, I just I think it's so. It's fun. This movie is legit it's fun. fun. It is a fun time. Yeah. Like it's not, it takes itself not seriously at all, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I love that it doesn't feel too long. Like that, that would be one thing. Like I know that the, there's these action movies that can be just way too long for a lot of this stuff. And I like, if I'm going to, I'm trying to think of what negative I can say about this movie because there can be like, but it's, it has to be edited well because of what it's doing. It has to be shot well. And because it has the budget, everyone, the script is pretty tight. The, like everything is like working on all cylinders and it's so rare to see something like that where, but like that it's just kind of like a bummer that it didn't but i because i honestly think what would hollywood be like if this movie blew up because it could have changed everything it really could because so one of the things that we've been bringing up scream a lot is that scream changed horror like the horror genre from yeah it put it in a different direction for sure where now everything had to be like knowing and like it could not just be as earnest or just like lazy as it used to be. It, like for a good portion of time, or if you wanted to make a good horror movie, you had to understand how sloppy horror movies were made. Like I can't imagine like some of the later action movies, or like would Arnold Schwarzenegger still make some of the later movies that he did, especially like his further half of his career like would he be doing uh terminator four or bullshit like that where it's just like because it's like oh this doesn't like they made fun of how stupid this is and people are like yeah sequels to these movies are dumb like why are we watching these but it, it didn't work out so now we're stuck with like 58 sequels to movies that weren't good like yeah and i'm i'm very curious about that i'm 
I, 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 I don't know. This this movie's like you say. I I, I want to hear more <laughs> from you. <laughs> you're you're going good, man. I was just sitting back enjoying your take. <laughs> um, no, this movie, um, this movie, it took its. I don't know. Like I said before, like it just it was fucking meta when nothing else was really doing shit like that, and it took mm-hmm. itself seriously when it needed to, and it but it didn't take itself seriously whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it was still like they put that like kind of like a little deepness in it, like when when Schwarzenegger is like when his character, you know, when his uh fuck I can't think of his name right now, Jack Slate. Yeah, when Jack Slate is like talking, and he was like, "I just found out that my life was a lie," you know. Oh. He's like, "I just found out." He's like, "You know, they wrote this. My son, they wrote him. They made him by. They made my kid die for their, you know, for like yeah. nightmares now because of writers." That's. So I I didn't even think about that. That's like a great thing where it's like these characters are existing. Like that's one of the things is like this movie exists. Like this world exists outside of the two hours that people get to watch it. And like his trauma, all his misery, all the stuff that he's sad about. Like he talked like there's a part where because it's not going to be in the script or whatever, or even in the movie, which is fast, where he's talking about how he's like, I only I play I pay someone to pretend to be my ex-wife so yeah. that people think I, I have something. My wife like you think I would have married someone who would think that my an audio recording was me? Like, no. Like she's doing well and doesn't she's got care a new about family. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, got, like doesn't care about me. And it's like that's one of those wild things of like a character who's like, that's the last vestige of his like normal life. Like his ex-wife, his kid, his, yeah, his so youngest you wouldn't have kid. Thought that if you're just a Jack Slate movie fan, you just think his ex-wife is always calling. Yeah. And it like and it's such a like great idea. And like he his daughter, he doesn't he's like she he wants her to be normal, but like no, she's like fucking reading guns and ammo and like yeah. learning how to kill people. And he's like, I just want her to be a normal kid. Like, I don't like that she's like this fucking like like militia expert or like that right. like and it's like that's something that is so interesting and so uh well thought out especially for a movie that's just supposed to be silly but the idea that like if you did see these action movies like how would that world be for the rest for the people involved in it like how traumatic and odd would that world be where you'd be so sad all the time because like you're this close to death all the time you can't trust anybody like there's always somebody hiding in this closet like he's got always, yeah, in yeah. <laughs> like and he has to just destroy a wind and he lives across the street from the like the like the freeway yeah and like it it's i i i also love that like near the end when he gets shot and like so he has to get back into the movie to heal himself hmm. And like, and then like when the doctor's looking at him, he's like, "This is barely a flesh wound." Like, yeah, once he's, in the dream, once he's in the movie world, they're like, "Get up!" Yeah, like, get Fine. over it, you liar. I also love uh, that death comes into the movie. Like, uh, yeah, death from a movie, but he's like the real death. Yeah, Ian McKellen, and yeah. um, and he like he says something, um, 
but he's like you're not on my list and like because he's, he's not like, like you're not on any of my list my list yeah he's like because he's not a real person and like that's fascinating and then like you get the diagram father i'm like who's gonna yeah. I, but you're very stupid use the yeah. half of the ticket yeah yeah just use <laughs> i also love that his mom because of how much that this is legit just jack slate even though arnold schwarzenegger is a real person she doesn't even remotely freak out thinking it's Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. She's just like, why didn't you tell me that your friend, the cop was here? It was like, this, like, there's something up. Like, I think there's something wrong with his mom. Cause like well, everyone no, because else, as soon as the kid fell asleep, like now it's time to eat a home cooked meal. Well, you thought I was done? <laughs> Just getting warmed up. I'm doing all the impressions tonight. I don't see any KFC, but I'm having a thigh and the breasts. <laughs> Just... <All right. laughs> we'll work on some more of these. <laughs> but yeah, I... I, I like this movie a lot. This is uh I liked it so much. I liked it so much. It holds up. It was like pleasant. It was put me in a good mood. It was nice. There's no all the bullshit was supposed to be there. Like there was it was a no bullshit movie. It was fucking outstanding. Yeah. And I also loved it because like Jen there is a lot, especially like going back into like more of our nostalgia movies or these older movies that she has never seen she like will not really care about it because if you it's it's these are the kind of things like if you didn't grow up with it you really don't have any connection but she was like this is funny i like that this is like she was like laughing at times and i was like oh shit like she's having a good time watching this movie and like i yeah this this definitely holds up i'm so glad that we got to watch this and i i'm 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 very like just wondering what the world would have been like if uh, it was a big hit, it probably would have. I don't know what movies would have done. Those kind of movies went away, so maybe it would have helped. Yeah, we would have definitely. Uh, but then we wouldn't have had True Lies, and then we wouldn't have seen uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis dancing. So, mm. <sighs> dance. Yeah, we'll talk about that dance. when we ever re- uh, review that movie. So oh, we will. Uh, we will. Um, it's gonna happen. So. Uh, what's our next movie? A- our next movie, we got guests, Clayton. Ooh. We are going to have our first time having two, count them up, two, um, two guests coming in. We're going to have a, uh, a power a local, a local Buffalo power couple. They're actors, they're writers, they're directors. They make their own little movies. They're a beautiful married couple. Dominic and Sarah Luongo are going to be in here. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be coming in here to hang out with us for a little while. We've been friends with them for a long time. They're very, very, very cool people. And they, I talked to them, and they want to do the movie The Net with Sandra Bullock. We're staying in the nineties, baby. Oh yeah, this is going to be good. I can't wait. I haven't seen yeah, the I haven't Net. Seen in the net. A I haven't long... seen the Net since like I rented it from Blockbuster. In like right, 1995. Yeah. Like, like, I cannot. I'm very excited. Yeah, I remember this. This was. This is again one of those prime. It's on Fox on a Sunday afternoon movies where it was just like yeah. we're gonna 
this is gonna come on i'm telling you the uh, racer and the net and it was just like back-to-back 90s computer floppy disk movies like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun like sandra sandra bullock is great she's yeah. so cute and so nice like if she's like a breath of fresh air yeah i i can't wait this is gonna be fun i'm i'm looking for i yeah it's been a legit long time since i've seen this movie and i can't wait to shit on how bad technology is changed. oh yeah the way they're gonna show like <laughs> hacking and stuff like that like like because the movie is literally named after the internet and like the fact that it was like the internet's the scariest place you could go to and you're like all right like all right. <laughs> and now and now we just do podcasts with <laughs> you probably get people from the podcast on our fucking to talk about the internet yeah <laughs> I don't know. That's dumb. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I am <laughs> listeners. I am a sleepy boy. I'm in like this is fun. This is fun. I'm tired. A little inside baseball. Rick's sleepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Um, so I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be fun to have some guests in there. We're gonna talk about some stuff. But uh, guys, keep up the fucking listening and the sharing and the liking and the subscribing and the sharing and the hugging and the kissing and the squeezing. And the hoping and praying and show them that you care by please subscribe, uh, share the podcast. Nobody watches everything on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, uh, we'll do stuff. We're well, working yeah. on it. We're figuring stuff out. We're trying to yeah, get enough listeners so we can finally get all the fucking merchandise and memorabilia we've always wanted. Like, yeah. Like, so guys, just keep just keep listening, keep subscribing, and uh. I know that next week you guys will uh, come again. <laughs> That's just silly. That's what I call a download. <laughs> That's the one. All right. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Bye.